The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. All right, so I fold the question. Will the Cubs sign Shohei Otani this offseason? No. That's going to the Dodgers. You're going to go L.A.? That he stays in the Southern California area, just moves to Los Angeles? Yes. I don't think it's 99.9%. What the hell do I know? But I, that'd be where my money would go. Where would your money go? Not your well, heart, yeah, I mean, your money. Math, math would go yeah. with the field, but... I think there's a great chance. I, I think they're going to spend. And I think they want him. And I think they know everything that he would bring to the table. Um, but the Dodgers are going to want him and spend, too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. I mean, like you said, there's not there shouldn't be a team that wouldn't want him. <laughs> like, again, like it's just he would change the landscape of this city. Like we're seeing it with a. With with the Hawks, like on the on the hockey level with Bedard, like when you get these a player who is just as big as the sport or bigger, and who know where Bedard's going to go, but he's already doing stuff that like very few players have done in his first ten games um, with the nine goals and everything or whatever it's been. It, you know, it, it's crazy. It's just a highlight of day. And back to and, back two goal games, isn't that what he's had? Yeah, I mean, he had a four point game the other day, he had a two goal game yesterday in the matinee. He's got nine goals. I think it's a record or tied the record for for most goals or the quickest to nine or something like that. He's averaging a point a game uh, already. And like so, like it could go quick. Where you know you got Bedard for the Hawks if the Cubs land Shohei. And if the Bears draft a quarterback, if Justin doesn't turn out in these last seven games, and like you could go from this being a really bad sports environment to it be, re- if you get it right, an exciting area, an exciting one. Yeah, it could. I mean, like th- th- there are a lot of ifs here, but but you just you you heard the way those questions dominate even just free agency. Imagine. Um, if he comes to Chicago, what 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 that guy would do on the north side of Chicago? It'd be huge, huge. I mean, listen, it would that would be the biggest story in this town. I mean, Bedard's fantastic. No, Shohei's established. It would be the biggest story in baseball. Yeah, I mean, all the other stuff. There are some interesting potential stories here, but. That would be the biggest. That would take center stage. I think Shohei, the only thing that would rival Shohei in a Cubs uniform in this town would be is if the Bears quarterback is ever a star. Like, I always said that that guy would be as big, if not maybe a step below of what Michael is. If we could ever have us a star quarterback that none of us are fighting about, that guy will be as big of a star as anybody. Derek Rose in his prime. Um, any other Patrick Kane, any other sort of star. That's our team, the number one team in this town. The one thing that we have not had. If we can ever get a Mahomes 
type quarterback, and I know maybe he could be the best of all time. So Joe, a Joe Burrow type quarterback, someone that none of us are arguing about. Where we have ten phone lines and everyone loves their quarterback here in town. That guy will be the most popular in town. Do you think that we would get uh, a unanimous response from people, or do you think that there would be the occasional hater? Yeah, yes, there will be the occasional hater. It's like you know, you, just because that that's the right, thing to the, do these yes. days. And then I'm going to go Oppo because that, I'm cool. That's the I'm thing. the cool guy here. I'm Oppo guy. Yes, that's the thing to do. Well, wait a second. He threw for 45 touchdown passes last year and 4,800 yards, and we won 11 games. But you're going to be cool, yeah. Oppo guy. Overrated. He's overrated, yeah. though. Okay. Like I was thinking, like, Sylvie, you, you mentioned Mahomes and Burrow. Like, in, does Josh Allen have a 100% approval rating in Buffalo? Probably not. Right? Because, because he, of the red zone picks and he hasn't won the big game. But still, get me there. No, I'm with you. Yeah. you know, get me a Josh Allen type. Justin Herbert, people are like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, Herbert, I think there are more levels to why he hasn't won than... Josh Allen, he, because of the surroundings around Justin Herbert with his coach and that flawed team. Well, I think, yeah, I think Justin or uh, Josh Allen's had a better environment to win in yes. than Justin Herbert. Um, and they, well, I mean, they ask a lot of Josh Allen, but everything's on Justin Herbert out there. They've got good pieces. Like uh, Eckler, Austin Eckler is a fabulous player. Keenan Allen is still he's 31 and playing like he's 21. But, like, they're asking him to do everything. They're never greater than the sum of their parts. No. They're never. It's, a really it's always worse. Yes. They're always worse. I can give you na- – like, I, we could probably go seven deep with chargers that you would want on your team. Of course. Rashawn Slater, their left tackle. Justin Herbert, their quarterback. Austin Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, Bosa. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Derwin James. James, who's number nine. Their middle linebacker is a is it Kenneth Murray. He's really good it's from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murray. Asante yep. Samuel Jr. is a good mm. football player. I'm at nine. I know. I'm at nine, and that team still and hasn't you, had a, every year. They're sort of just in the middle. Yeah, just like just good enough to not make the postseason. Just good enough to be in every game and lose by three. And at the end of the day, guess who wears all of that? Justin Herbert. Yeah, for, I mean, for the look, most part, it's because the quarterback gets all the love, Absolutely. and they get they get a lot of the. Now criticism. you get a giant bag, but, but, but you like, get two hundred and fifty million dollars, and I would, if he was my quarterback, I'd give him two hundred fifty million dollars. But were you around when I was saying to the guys this? I'm looking for Carmen suggested this, and I've suggested some of these things before in the past too. Here's what I'm willing to do: if someone will join me, or people will join me, will anyone sign up for this? If the Cubs sign Shohei. If they sign Shohei, I would be willing to do something. I tried to get Big Cat in. Big Cat wouldn't do something. Because he's got some common sense. Yeah, but, man, if, if, if the Cubs sign Shohei, that's a different. That is, it's a game changer for me as a Cubs fan. It's a game changer, I think, for the entire sports industry and what we do. So what are you going to do? Wear an eye patch for two years? I don't know. What is it that they're going to ask you to do? Why would I wear an eye patch? Why would it make you think of an eye patch? What are you going to do? I would do like some sort of like a like the the fun run with like a speedo. Like I would do. Who would join me? I I said this to Miller. I got to workshop this. Figure out what I would do when I would do it. How cold it's going to be. You know those boots that I took a beating wearing. 
Did you see those Uggs? No. And people I mean, say, I've seen the boots. Why did you take a beating? I, people didn't like the boots that I was wearing so at the Bears Suite. They shouldn't I buy them. Why, well, no, I know, I know. But don't wear them if they're People were really making them. fun of me for my Uggs that I was wearing Thursday at the game. They were saying they're too big. They're too big. For I, who? I don't know. They're super comfortable, and they don't have any shoelaces, so I don't have to tie them. I put my shoe in there, and it's like walking on a cloud. And I didn't pay full price. You know I got it on clearance. I never pay full price. Are you happy with your shoes? I love them. I love guess them. what the rest of those people can do. Oh, I know. Like, when I was in Old Orchard Junior High. Go kick rocks. What was the coat factory here in Chicago? Burlington? Yes. Burlington Coat Factory. I'll never forget it, Meller. Back in the day, my parents took me to Burlington Coat Factory. You could get some quality stuff there. Yes. And I was so proud of this black leather jacket I bought in junior high. Was it real leather? No. Hell no. No, no, no. And it may have had a fake fur collar on it, too. Which means it definitely had a fake fur collar. Oh, no, it, 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 it was fake have. everything. It was fake leather. It was, it, like, you know, it made noises. So it as had it, a fur collar. Don't say it may have. It definitely oh, yeah, had. yeah, yeah, a little uh, yeah. But I was proud you of that sure thing. sure it was real or fake? Or? I was so happy with that thing. I was in sixth or seventh grade. Can I make nice. a comment? I think, I feel strongly that if it's fake leather, it's probably fake fur. They don't put real fur oh, on a fake yeah, of leather coat. Of course. So, I mean, yeah, anyway, no, for which sure. is totally cool. Yeah. I'm good with either and way. And I'm pro-animals. Yes. You know me, Waddle. So I was so proud of this. I was so happy with the purchase. And I went to school at Old Orchard that next day. And I got made fun of. For what? I was the Fonz. Hey. There's nobody cooler you know than the funny? Fonz. Hey, look at that coat. Silverman. Hey. Were you wearing the white t-shirt underneath it? I was not. But I got made fun of. I almost said before you unva- unveiled that, did you, did, you, did you enter the classroom saying, hey. And you know what happened? You know what happened? I never wore that coat again. Aww. Because I was shamed. Jealousy. The what does the dollar say? Jealousy is a stinky cologne. Stinky cologne. Because I didn't have the confidence or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-esteem. Self-esteem. To stand up and say, look, I love that coat. I love that coat in the Burlington Coat Factory. I was proud my parents bought me that coat. I let the peer pressure get the best of me, and that coat never saw the light of day after that one day that I got made fun of. You better not have the same response with those Ugg boots that you love. And Wada, when I got older, I made the promise that I don't care anymore what other people think of the stuff that I wear. Amen, brother. As long as I like the stuff that I wear, I don't care anymore. You're, like, that, you're that brick wall that viruses well, bounce off that. of and break in half. Look, I, I, you I'm, make fun uh, of me. The iron wall that viruses bash against and, and shatter. Not exactly, you. but I like a good, comfortable boot. And I, Look, I don't know what I look like. And I, quite frankly, I don't care because it's comfortable. But where was I with Shohei? So anyway, oh, you're going to do something stupid if so Shohei I, if is the Cubs, here. If the Cubs land Shohei, here's what I'm pitching. Something like this. Carmen said if they, the White Sox were going to land Bryce Harper, he was going to do a fun run from uh, guaranteed right field to downtown. I will do like a fun run or walk based on like the cap walk. I'm not going to do like go 26 cap, miles. Cat walk? Cap. Cap walk. Okay. And I will raise money. But I will do it in winter. I will wear 
I, I don't think I'm going to go shirtless, though, because it's going to be too cold. I think you should find that jacket. Black leather jacket. with the Yeah, with the fur. With a Speedo and those Ugg boots. Yes. And I will either walk or jog. Ooh, in, in Ugg boots? There's no support. From, from Wrigley Field, we will start at Wrigley when the Cubs sign Shohei. And as a group, we will, we will go down from Wrigley to the old National Bank Studios. In celebration of the Cubs signing Shohei. So you're going to punish yourself for a, celebra- a celebra- well, what celebratory I, purpose. What did I say I would do when the Cubs, if the Cubs ever th- signed Theo? I, uh, you did uh, hands, uh, cartwheels. Cartwheels. So I'm Down gonna, State uh, Street. So I will do a, a Speedo fun run with a black leather jacket and Ugg boots and only a Speedo from Wrigley to here now who wants to join me who which cub fan is in and i say what we do is we look for sponsors who will be willing to sponsor us and raise money for cancer research there you go along the way there's like, the kicker th- that's the kicker because like, if there's no money us, being raised right, then it's we're just we're just fools then you're yeah you're but, a fool but just... if, we, if we raise money um for cancer research then it's a win-win. We can embarrass ourselves. The Cubs would win, and we raise money for cancer. Is there research. any benefit to embarrassing yourself? Where's the benefit there? There's benefit in raising money. By the way, I will make a sizable donation. I ain't getting in that outfit and, and doing what you're doing. I say what we do is you sign up. We should find a place with our marketing team where we just sign up, and, and, and everyone gets their sponsors. And even if the Cubs don't sign Shohei, we still raise money for the cancer research. And we don't do the run because they don't get Shohei, but we still get people to say. And we make it clear that, look, we'll do this if they sign him. If they don't sign him, at least we're raising money for a great cause. What do you think about that? And then, or does that make sense or no? Do I have to workshop this? I think so. But if they, if they, if they do, or do, do we only raise money if... They they sign him too, because I say if we raise money from the start, we're raising money no matter what. Yeah, that's that's a positive statement. If we're going to raise money from the start, we're raising money no matter what. No matter what. So if they get him or not, we're raising money for cancer <laughs> research. That's yeah, a great. And let's just say, hey, you know what we're going to do, regardless of what the Cubs do, we're going to find a way to raise money for cancer research. I think that's what you just said. And then I said, and then if and like the whole idea of sponsoring this would be the fun run. So it's like a, it's like you still will have to sponsor us even if they don't sign Shohei. So no matter what you're walking from Wrigley, no the studio. In I would a, in a speedo? Walk, I would only walk in the speedo if they sign Shohei. But you would still have to donate if they sign him or not. Does that make sense? Oh, certainly. I'm not walking no matter what in a speedo. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't your way of... I'm only doing the walk slash run in an embarrassing fashion if they sign Shohei. I just wanted to make sure. You raise funds no matter what, unless you just want to tie the funds to Otani. I thought you were tapping into your inner exhibitionist, and I just wanted to make sure. Uh -uh. I think he's doing it either way, Meller. I think he's doing it either way. I think it's a noble cause. I'm willing to do it if the White Sox sign Otani. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Meller's in. 
if the White Sox sign Otani. And I will make a sizable donation to your thank you. Your, your no, no, same fine. What are you? What are you as wearing? As the White Sox fan, what are you wearing if the White Sox sign Otani? I'll wear that leather jacket that you. There's only one leather jacket with fur on it. There's only one. Only one. Up for Shohei, you might have to go streaking. If what? If if Jerry paid up for Shohei Otani, I think Meller would have to go streaking. Yeah, what would you go streaking from 35th Street to 31st Street? I'm willing to take on your leather jacket that you put in the closet with anything mm-hmm. else on. Whatever, whatever Sylvie's willing to wear for the if the Cubs do it, oh, I'll so do it. So you're going to match it, I yeah? Got I, I, like yeah. so that the you're whole city, do it. You're the whole city of Chicago it. is covered okay. either way. White Sox or Cubs sign Otani. Okay. Someone said, do the walk, but only in a Speedo if they sign Otani. We call that a Wednesday. I can see you walking around your facility in a Speedo. Tyler, are you in? Are you in? For Shohei to, yeah, yeah, I'd be in for that. So are you in? So you would be in with a Speedo as well? I'm in for the Speedo walk for Otani, okay. yes. So we have two people. Who else would do it? What, I don't count if the White Sox no, sign? They're, they're the White Sox. Dismissing the who's with Meller if the White Sox Don't sign. you know by now, Meller, we ignore the White Sox. No, I'm joking. <laughs> don't say that. I just don't, did. When we at Jet on, someone tweeted me saying, well, why don't you ever have White Sox people on? Who do, we'll, we had we'll, Chris Getz on the day he was announced course. as the new general manager. Kenny I don't Hill. like our team. I don't like your team either, Chris. Kenny turned us down every year. Yes. Amen. Put whoever on. Who wants to come on? We're open. We had Pedro Grafal the day we're, he got hired. We're open for business. We're open for business. Open for business. Three one two three Sox three two. Business. So like I would want to. Now if you sign up, I'm gonna like I don't know where I can do this. Where where can I do this? Where can how do I do these? What what do people do with like a sign up sheet? What is the modern day sign up sheet form? Where do do I do this on Instagram? Do I do this on? Is there a an online sign up form that I could direct people to? Willing to join me on a speedo run for can, to raise money for cancer research if the Cubs sign Shohei Otani and we go from Clark and Addison. To State Lake. What is our hook for getting people to donate for cancer research if they don't sign him? Just please go to our website. We're raising yes, money. We're just raising money. Okay. I, I, I mean, like that. It's a good cause. Because then I feel dirty saying no. Oh no! Only we're only raising. Otherwise, we're going to raise fifty thousand million. Fifty million dollars. I have high gonna, hopes. Are we really going to raise? I 50 was thinking million? of Shohei's deal. We're going to raise fifty grand. In cancer think, research, but only if they sign well, Shohei. I think that's how we apply the pressure on the Cubs. Oh. The Cubs should show us that they truly hate cancer. Show us the money for Shohei and for cancer research. Yes. That's good. Cubs, if you can't make this happen, you clearly don't hate cancer enough. Yes. But, Miller, by the way, did they figure out what happened in left field last year? Still at working point? on it, my Still friend. working on it? Yeah, I think, uh, Jason, I think Jason Benetti's going to Detroit to find out what he can find out. Please let me know when you uh, figure Jason it out. Jason would join us this week, by the way. I think Wednesday or Thursday is the day for Jason Benetti. He was doing, what? which game was he doing in college football? The, all the football is melding Brock together. Hewitt. He and Brock Hewitt. Yes, Washington. So, Washington and USC. Yes, yes. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, it was. And I think they're a very good broadcast duo. Washington and Utah. Oh, was that? Yes, yes, my bad. Washington and Utah. Who was you at? USC was USC and Oregon, but Washington and Utah. I did hear, and I like Brock Hewitt a lot. I think he does a really nice job. He talked about, he said, the late, great 
uh, Jake Plummer, and he goes, I know he's still with us, but he's retired now, is how he oh, described Oh, we called him the Lake Ridge. Did you hear that? And I was laughing. I had to do a double take. I was like, wait a second. And he cleaned it up for sure. He basically said, of course, he's still with us, but he's he's uh, he, he's retired. I don't what, what is she what is she spelling? I don't know. C O C A C A T S Cats Northwestern. Oh, uh, Kentucky. Oh, okay. I uh, got gotcha. you. Are they, is Kentucky playing in the basketball uh, I think thing? So. Tomorrow? Yeah, they're there yes. tomorrow. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. I almost, I almost had it, but I got it. I like to read people's sign language when they walk by the the uh, the old she National Bank Studio. She did a backward C though. Um, she didn't do the C f- yes, that we could right. read. Yes. Yeah. I, maybe she thought she was looking into a mirror. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. The good, the bad, the dirty. Coming up next. The good. It's gone. Oh my God. The bad. That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I'm talking about nasty. Wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. The good, the bad, the dirty. Recap of the sports weekend or anything else we experienced. Brought to you by Finishing Chicago. By the way, uh, Carmen texted us and he said, uh, if the fun run happens, uh, I should have to pull Yurko. I should have to put Yurko in one of those bice on one of those bicycles while you jog all for charity. That would be great if Yurko's like riding a bike alongside as a Cubs fan. You think he would go for that? I don't think he's going to be riding a bike. I think the uh, what Carmen is saying, he should have to pull Yurko in one of those bikes. So maybe is that he's, what he's saying? I, I should have so. to pull Yurko in one of those bikes while you yeah, jog? He's like a rickshaw, isn't he? Isn't he going to ride Yurko around in a oh, rickshaw? So, wait, wait a minute. So he's going to be riding? You think Carmen's he's going to be driving the bike and Yurko's just going to be sitting Yurko in the back? Yurko is not going to consent to riding a bike from he, up there to here. He did when he was with the Packers. Isn't that wasn't their thing riding the bike from the kids? Twenty five years old then. The dude has had a knee reconstruction. His hamstring pulled off the bone. Okay, that would be fine. Funny if Carmen's going to be in a rickshaw. The good kid's going to be sitting in the back of the rickshaw, holding court, screaming and having drinks. (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's all right. Um, all right, let's go around the room. One thing good, one thing bad, one thing dirty from the weekend. What do you got, Waddle? What's Speaking good? Speaking of Carmen, I had this written down this morning before I heard Carm talk about it. The offensive display in SoFi yesterday was absolutely fantastic. I'd rather watch a, a pitcher's duel in baseball, but I don't want to see the nonsense that I saw when I woke up at 8.30 or started watching that rock fight oh, in that Germany. Was terrible. But uh, in SoFi yesterday, the Lions beat the Chargers 41-38. There was 954 total yards in that game. Herbert threw for 323, four tutties and an interception. Goff threw for 333, two tutties and no interceptions. Keenan Allen was doing his thing. Um, uh, St. Brown was doing his thing. Uh, it was just, it was one of these old school, late Sunday afternoon AFC usually shootouts, and I just I thought it was glorious. And they ran the ball too. And they to did. Try. Yeah. yeah, they ran it for uh, uh, David Montgomery had over. I think they ran it collectively for over two hundred yards. Yes, yes. Like Ben Johnson is is one of the best play callers in the league. 
And the fourth down play that they called yes. to, to the tight end was, was a beautifully designed and executed play. It was it was fun to watch football yesterday, that's for sure. I've got to stand on that if uh, no one covers it in a little bit. I want to play you this. This is a little off the beaten path. It was going around social media the, over the weekend. I believe the Clippers are now 0-4 or 0-5 with James Harden. You know, James I I told you... Back, you, me, Black, and Abdallah used to have a conversation about Harden. I told you then I wouldn't want James Harden if it didn't cost me a pick or anything. I wouldn't want James Harden on the Bulls, and the Bulls like could use a lot of help. I don't feel like he is in addition at all to any team anymore. He is not a winner. He doesn't help teams anymore. This is from Brian Damaris, who is uh, one of the commentators on the Dallas Mavericks broadcast on Bally Sports. Listen, I could not sum it up better. This was him over the weekend wanting to talk to James Harden. Asked the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room (laughs) so I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You want to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days, they looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night, they changed the schedule. And it didn't work. And you know what? You said... I'm going to break up with my Whoopi. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you wanted out. You realized, oh my gosh, I took this guy for granted. The guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said... They didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You're holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co- they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with the guy believing you again. You said, the bright lights of L.A., that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. The bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team. There's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. It was so good. It was such a good rant and so true. And is he the pregame guy for the team that he's playing for? No, he's Dallas. He's Dallas. Yes, okay. he's with the yeah. Mavericks. Okay. That was Bally Sports Dallas, nice. I believe. Nice. Uh, Mallor, what do you got? What's your good? My good is Minnesota Vikings edge rusher Daniil Hunter, who yesterday celebrated a 11th sack of the season. And he did so maybe a little bit more boisterously than normal. And that is because with that 11th sack, he reached a seven-figure incentive. That's right. He hit his $1 million incentive after he signed his one-year deal with the Vikings this offseason, which, of course, has the provision that he cannot be franchised next year. Boy, he would look good on the other edge of Montez Sweat, if you ask me. Daniel Hunter with his 11th sack for the Vikings this year. Very interesting. 
He's a little older, right? Isn't he? He's, he's 28. Oh, is he? I thought he was older than that. He's been in the league for a long time. Uh, 29, 29. 29, yeah. Still. He'll be 30 next year. Well, who did I hear? Somebody was saying that, like, pass rushers reach their prime at, like, 28, 29. I think it was Courtney that yeah, was Yeah, Courtney that. mentioned that the other day. Statistically, so. Good player. Yeah, more mine to sweat like uh, this last game. That was really good. What do you got, Tyler? My good is the Georgia Bulldogs. They put a hurting on the Ole Miss Rebels, 52-17. Carson Beck, their quarterback, is starting to play some of his best football of his young career. And they also got Brock Bowers back, who was supposed to be out for the rest of the regular season. But he's back two weeks early. It was his last ever game in Georgia as well. So that was, uh, I'm sure, a big thing and big reason why he wanted to be back on the field for his last home game ever. But Georgia might be looking like the best team in the country after the beatdowns that they've put on some ranked teams lately. Funny how that happens. You know, after all the talk, Georgia's not as good as they used to be. And here they are. Maybe they're stealing signs. <laughs> What's your bad? Uh, my bad is the continued struggles of Pat Williams. I don't mean the old uh, owner of the Orlando Magic. Patrick I mean, Williams, I our mean, guy. I mean our guy. Uh, he had a 4.0 rebound, zero assist effort last night uh, in their win over a dreadful Pistons team. That follows up the three-point performance from uh, Wednesday's loss to the Suns. Um, I believe he's averaging on the year 5.4 points and three rebounds a game. Where's the player development? And I know they change guys and it takes a while, but still... All those slow motion clips. I mean, we gotta take, we gotta take it easy with sending out these social media slow mos. We saw it with Claypool in Miami. Remember with Justin Fields that it was going around. Look at this. Claypool's gonna do some work this year, Sylvia. You're gonna eat your words. And then do you remember the Patrick Williams pickup game uh, mm-hmm. videos going around? Yeah. Was this out in L.A. working out with DeMar? Is that what it was? Let's take it all with listen, a grain of salt. Listen, if you were going to, if you weren't going to develop him or you didn't think he was developable. Should have traded him. Then you should have traded him. Of course. Because I, I don't think there's any value. No. Former fourth pick of the draft, right? Yes, fourth. fourth. Fourth pick of the draft. Sweet Mary of is they play the uh, Bucks tonight, right? Bucks yes. have lost two in a row. Yes, they and play we're the on Milwaukee back Bucks. To back. Yep, yep. Are we going to be roadkill tonight up there? I don't know. Really? Be, I look. Zach's had a couple of bad games. Usually, there's a game that Zach will, will play well. Let's see how. Also, Zach plays. maybe Bulls win. I don't know. I don't. Who knows? I, I can't figure this team out. Other than they're on the sprint to forty. I got one they're, for you. They're, they're not very good. How about right. that? I just they're going to win them out. forty games. That's it. They're a 40 and 42 team. How they get to 40, I don't know. This is a Bucks team that's lost two in a row. Our Bulls come up there off back to backs. Right. On paper, it should sound like. I think we're eight point underdogs. Is that what it is? Eight or okay. nine? Is uh, that my, enough? My bad is the New York Giants. That's a terrible, unwatchable team. And that game was in prime time. Let me ask you guys this. DeVito was talking about their backup quarterback, about not making his bad. That his mom, he still lives at home and his mom makes his bed for him. Isn't that a warning sign? Like, it's fine if you move back in with your parents. But if your, your par- own bed. if your parents are still doing all the work for you, like you're eight, first of all, like an eight or a 10 year old should learn responsibility anyway. If you're playing for the New York Giants and you're in your 20s and you're bragging that your mom is doing your laundry and making your bed, 
Isn't that a little bit of a warning sign? Uh, I think the laundry is something that probably would not have drawn as much of a response from me. I don't know the, if he said that. But, I think he said it's bad. Like oh, his mom's the making bad his... thing is weird. Like, that's weird to brag yeah, about. That's yeah. a weird brag. Yes. But he did say, too, that they Should cook mom in... comb his hair before well, he she, leaves for the Giants facility every morning, too? She cooks dinner for him so that when he goes home, dinner's on the table at night so he doesn't have to think about it. He did say that. That's cool. In addition to her making the bed. That, yeah, listen, I got that. Yeah, that's okay. fine. But, like, the bad thing and, like, cleaning up your room... For goodness sake, you're a quarterback in the National Football League. I went to college with Tommy DeVito, and I'm just going to say, none of this shocks me. Oh, really? None of this shocks me. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. He just seemed like a very sort of entitled person. Really? During his time there, yeah. Did you you have interaction with him? Uh, Minimal interaction with him. He was three years younger than me, I want to say, but... Yeah, he was. Signs. Uh, you could see signs. You could see things, and I don't think his teammates loved him either. Oh, really. good stuff, Tyler. All right, uh, what do you got, Miller? My bad. How about the fact that NBC leaned into the infamous Heidi game that they broadcast back in 1968 between the Raiders and Jets when most folks out there didn't, well, if you were alive anyway, if you were watching the game and consuming it, you didn't get to see the Raiders' furious comeback where they scored two touchdowns because NBC cut away to show you Heidi. Heidi, when they leaned into it, they showed you, they showed you what they did back in 1968 in the open. And then sure enough, I think everybody was hoping that they would go to Heidi at the, in the late game last night because that was awful. Jets and Raiders, no thanks. I but don't... it still came down to the wire in the end. It was an awful game that at least ended with a pass to the end zone that could have changed the outcome. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. It was still a terrible waste of my time. I wish I had that <laughs> three hours back. I don't need to watch Zach Wilson play football anymore. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of Jets fans feel that way as well. What do you got, Tyler? My bad is Washington's Alfonso Tuputala. I don't know if you guys saw this from over the weekend. It, they had a stop against Utah inside the red zone. He got an interception and then starts running the other way, and he drops the ball on a pick six. It had to have been two yards before the end zone. It was, it was that it was far the, before the end it zone? It was the Deshaun Jackson play on steroids. Like, Deshaun Jackson's, you needed the instant replay to see that he had dropped it a, just a hair early. This guy was maybe two yards out of the end zone when he dropped it. This was I Washington? I could not believe it. Yeah, it was Washington. Their defense was fantastic in the second half, pitched a shutout, but that play right there was kind of the defining moment of the game for me when I saw that. And also, that was what was hurting for uh, anyone that had Washington with a spread. Ooh. That was the difference there. It's crazy that these players don't learn that, that to run into the end zone and then do whatever the hell you want. Cross the line. Well, not just him, though, but everyone else on the team was running to the end zone to celebrate, whereas all the Utah players could tell that that ball was dropped early Mm. and they went and pounced on it. Who's the kid from uh, safety from Notre Dame who now plays number 14? Kyle Hamilton. Yes. Did you see first play of the game against the Browns? The, uh, Deshaun Watson tries to to throw like a little screen pass. He he's on a blitz. He tips it, catches it, and takes it in. And he slows down at like the two or one. Did you see that? So Tyler? George Kittle and did a similar thing too. What's that? Yes, but I'm thinking to myself because I saw that play the night before, and I'm thinking to myself, 
And also, I have the Ravens at this point. I'm thinking I'm going to win a bunch of money because this was the beginning of the game. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, don't you dare drop that ball at the two-yard line. Don't you dare. And he actually slowed down and kind of walked well, yeah, in. Yeah, he had a little purple PTSD the right there, yeah, too. I did. The purple uniforms. I did. Yeah, I did. What's your, uh, what's your dirty wild? My dirty is everything associated with the Patriots right now. That game yesterday morning was just the worst thing I've seen in such a long time. They lost 10-6. Uh, they dropped to 2-8 and eight on the season. Belichick, I don't know how much you watched it, decided to ride the whole time with Mac Jones, who was awful, and then remove him from the game for the final drive. Yeah. And then Bailey Zappi did the fake, fake snap interception play. Yeah, the stench coming, from, and I didn't know that I would ever say this, but the stench coming from that Patriots team top to bottom is just, it's so dirty. It's what would you rather have, the tag team of Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones? No. Or the tag team of New York starting quarterbacks right now in DeVito. I don't want either. DeVito and Zach Wilson. You have to you have to pick one tandem on your football team. I have to. Zach Wilson and DeVito, the two starters in New York, or Bailey Zappi well, and Mac Jones. I mean, what's the difference? I'm not gonna I'm, I'm I'm going into the dumpster either way. I think it's so it's still Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, yeah. Probably. Uh my my dirty That is a horrible would you is, rather. I know because yeah. I was thinking like those are some bad quarterbacks. Uh, my dirty is what Connor Bedard has done. I mentioned this earlier. Here are the official stats. Bedard had two more goals yesterday in their matinee. They lost, though. But still, Bedard is worth the price of admission. Bedard is the first player in Blackhawks history to score nine goals in his first 13 games. He's the 46th player in NHL history to do that as well. But he is only the sixth player in the NHL to do that since 1994. So really in the last, what is that, 20 years? That's more than that, 30 years? A lot of years. That's 30 years in the last 30 years, basically. Um, there's That's only been done six times. Pretty incredible. He is so good, and he is living up to every ounce of the hype as a hockey player, as an 18-year-old. And the future is very, very bright. He is dirty. What do you got, Maller? Speaking of, uh, you mentioned receivers earlier in the show, Sylvie. Since spouting off and telling the Dallas Cowboys that he was not being utilized enough, CeeDee Lamb in the last four games since, since he made those comments when they got crushed by the 49ers, 42-10. to 10, In the last four games, CeeDee Lamb has 41 catches, 617 yards, and four touchdowns. The Cowboys are 3-1. and one, And... They had a chance to win that game against the Eagles where C.D. Lamb caught the ball at the two-yard line as time expired if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. I think he was right about not being used enough. And then wrap us up here, Tyler. My dirty is Corey Alexander, who is on the broadcast for the uh, Virginia-Florida game on Friday night. There was, with under a minute left, there was a pivotal replay that they went to the monitor to review, and... They looked, and they weren't going to change the call. But then Corey Alexander says, I think we've got a better view over here on the air. And the refs came over, looked at their view, and changed the call in favor of Florida. And here's the kicker. Corey Alexander went to Virginia. And Tony Bennett was losing his mind at one of the program alums getting a call flipped in a pivotal moment. And I think it was a one-point game at the time. But wait, wait, I mean, that's not his fault, is it? It's just odd that a broadcaster was inserting themselves into the game. Was and he inserting, to, or did you say that they overheard him talking? No, he was in. He was 
talking to the official. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. That's weird. All right. So uh, the good, the bad, the dirty brought to you by Finishing Chicago. We, uh, I am told that we have a pretty good Jeff Joniak parody oh, song. Oh, nice. Uh, we will play that. Holiday Parody Song Contest is up and going. We'll tell you how you can enter, and we will play you the Joniak song coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Don't forget the Holiday Parody Song Contest is back on. You could win a year's supply of groceries from Jewel. That's the grand prize this year. It's a damn good one. You can enter at ESPNParody.com. Send your Holiday Parody songs in. Make them fun. Make them creative. Not too long. Don't make them drag. Meller and uh, Tyler have to approve before they get on the air. Then we'll play the good ones on the air. You'll have until December 8th. The party where we crown the champion is December 15th at Bub City in Rosemont. It's presented by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And also by Jewel Osco, American Sale, and 19 Crimes Wine. All right, so we, we have a new entry in. Tyler, you say this is pretty good? Yeah, this is a solid one. Um, I believe it is what uh, Jeff may know the tune it's to. To the tune, you may have heard of it. It's called Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Okay, that's what I thought. From- <laughs> that you were being sarcastic, Tyler. No, no, no. I, I couldn't remember what the tune was, and I don't have the screen in front of me of, of the songs there. Um, but yeah, this is from Brent Michael to the tune of Jingle Bells. Wait, wasn't he in Poison? Poison? No, no, no. That's Brent Michaels. This is Brent Michael. Brent, Brent Michael never had a dalliance with Pamela Anderson. Okay. As at least we don't that know. I know of. We yes. don't know. Yes. We don't know. That so was... this is the first ever Jeff Joniak parody song we've ever received. Yes. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are breaking new ground. And we love more than anything the ones about not only making fun of our teams, but we like making fun of our teammates. Yes. Including ourselves. Of like, course. Feel free to make fun of us in these songs. Load up the Timberland and give us all a kick. Yes. So this is to the tune of Jingle Bells called Where's My Phone? As Brent Michael sings as Jeff Joniak. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Is it on the bed? Did I leave it on the bathroom sink once again? Check my watch, check my watch, I cannot be late. Or I'll get a kidney punch from Bayer once again. Dashing through the stadium, only one bathroom in the box. Makes it really hard to take a piss and catch the bus. Wait, where's my iPad? Oh, it's back inside. I'll just leave my phone on the ground, I'm sure it'll be alright. Oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And where are my glasses? <laughs> Maybe Vales borrowed them so he can catch passes. Oh. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? One thing I'll never lose. Because I bought myself two pairs, my $900 shoes. <laughs> Baragamos are ridiculous. It's not bad. It's. I thought it got better as it went, and the references... Are outstanding. Uh, the piss and catch or the that? Yes. Um, maybe it was my fault. I set the bar high. Oh, really? So yeah. you did not like? Um, 
No. And that was an easy piss and catch. Yeah. But there were so many good references from the show that he had to know to work that. All the stories about Jody actually leaving his phone on the ground. Yeah, those it's, were some deep cuts. Like those, yeah. are, those are good show references. The glasses reference for Valus. I thought that was a good joke. For November 13th, not bad. Okay. Not bad. Waddle does not approve. It won't win. No, no. No one said it would win. Okay. I just like the references. Like I you said, think I'm doing my personal duel again. On, on November 13th. Good. Okay. We'll play that for Joniak this week. Are we going? We're going to Hallis Thursday, aren't we? I did not know. Do we I'm have approval? Sure. I, I thought I, I reached out to Danny last week about I Thursday. Know. I hope uh, that's that's a done deal, that we could see Joniak on Thursday to play that. All right, uh, coming up next, the Cubs introduced their new manager. I thought he uh, he won over the room well. Um, that's did he win the press conference? I thought he won the press conference. Fly the W for <laughs> Craig Council. We will play that next.